You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, screw it, you know, hit go low. So if this red light um, on the screen is anything to believe, we are live. And oh my God, look at Ryan. Oh, look at that. That is amazing. It's that is fantastic. Amazing. I love it. Love the it, pencil mustache. I used, to be the, I used to be the man, man. Ryan Hold, you still right. are. Okay. All right. You want a better one? How about that one? Oh. oh. <laughs> The same facial expression. He's just always had that. <laughs> always had chubby cheeks. <laughs> the same. That's the same smile. This is amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> so those are just tuning in and wondering where where the heck is the Chris Spangle show? Too bad you're not getting it. Welcome to Low Key Wall. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> before we go live, a lot of time we have discussions in the back room. For the Chris Spangle Show, that is for the patrons. The patrons get that stuff, but for Loki, well, that's just between us. <laughs> but we did go live in the middle of it, and Reinhold was throwing out some really cool uh, photos. I'm still waiting for the photos with him in the white suit and his Ferrari driving around, but we've got some other ones. You, know. <laughs> you can't show that Ferrari. It got confiscated for all the coke that was in the trunk. Oh, man. Yeah. Man. It was a DeLorean. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's joking because Reinhold does look like a guy who would probably have a DeLorean. Like before the, the before the I movie could came have out, one, I would have one. Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah, before, yeah. before the movie made it cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because the DeLorean, oh, the, the doors opened up in this. I love the way the mm-hmm. doors opened up. That's so nice. It's terrible, really, but it's nice. Do people really think the DeLorean was cool? People did at the time. Before the movie. Mm-hmm. Before the movie. It was cool. And then uh, and then he got busted and that threw everything into a tailspin. And then the movie got made. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Which is the uh, maybe we should do an episode of the fall of AMC. What? I, I liked a lot of AMC cars. Okay. I liked some of them. Uh, and uh, the awfulness of the Dodge bailout. Screw Dodge. And the Coca. Yeah, Even though they did make some really cool cars. I'm telling you, <laughs> early early 80s, the mm-hmm. Pacer was the best car out there. Oh, man. People loved that thing. Yeah, just, you know, just. And it was like, I thought this was low key walnut car talk. Well, you know. I mean, it's low key wall. It's basically anything at this point. Yeah, we, we, we do what we want. <laughs> we have a topic today, which uh, today's episode, if you're wondering where these uh, titles keep coming from, it's not from my brain. I. Struggle at titles and just do stream of consciousness when I have to create a title. So that's why I lean on Vincent. Vincent, it came with the titles. Vincent, do you want to talk about today's title? Yeah, this is since we're since we're doing the more of the anime talk. I just all the titles for this series. I'm just combining all the names of the three things we're talking about to make a title. So I'm doing GE Good Ending. Harry's doing a the eighth Mobile Suit Team, and then Reinhold's doing Terry Pratchett. 
Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a good way to create and make the titles. Um, it's very creative. Uh, me personally, I'm proud of it. You know, and I, then I also like the rascal dozen dream part. It, it helps, you know, put keys. Everyone knows, like, well, yeah, consistency. And then as we tell, we do something like that topic. If you just want to follow that topic along, you look for that title, you're good to go. You know, because I'm, I'm not going to number things. If you see a number on it, that's Spangle doing it. I, I <laughs> that's, um, a, that's a Spangle thing. And, and it's great. And I'm glad he does that. It's that's, that's his energy. That his, that his Virgo rising energy that he has. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's it. Is, sorry. I'm a Taurus. I'm stubborn. Stuck in my ways. Do what I want. <laughs> I'm going to blame. I will blame the moon and the stars for everything wrong in my life. And you can't take that from me, Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, you're a man, so you should follow the manosphere, so the man, the male equivalent of of horoscopes and stuff, or like the oh, alpha no. beta stuff. No, no, no. So you should probably be believing in that instead. With your sigma male grind set over there. <laughs> I'm sick and tired. Okay, stupid. all right, all right, all right. We need to get on topic, but I want to rant about that. I'm sick and tired of like the signal because every time I mention that I get up at 4 a.m. and I study and I clean the house, like, oh, so you're sick. What the fuck is that? The fuck is that? I'm, I'm not a Greek. I didn't go to I didn't go to Greek house. I'm not a sigma. I'm like, no, no, no. You're this type of like, mm, no, nah, bro. I'm not that. I don't know what that is. I don't know what you just made. Stop up. trying to put us in the categories for no reason. Yeah, go away. If that does something for you and it makes you better in your life and does something good for you, good for you. Good, good. If it makes you better, good. But that's, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Yes, yes, people. I get up at 4 a.m. every day so I can uh, read a book, which my current book I am reading, so I can keep up with Ryan Hold, is uh, uh, Six Not So Easy Pieces. Uh, I've got the audiobook version and I follow along in the book. I just finished Six Easy Pieces. Um, because the goal was to finish, get get to this book here, uh, "In Search for Schrodinger's Cat" uh, by John Gibson. So, quantum physics and reality. So, but I'm not that type of science guy. So, I got some studying. What are you uh, talking about, Harry? Every science anime brings up Schrodinger's cat for no reason. <laughs> so you can watch one of those. You, you, that's where you can find it. <laughs> but like. Um, Sometimes they bring it up correctly. Sometimes they bring it up mm-hmm. wrong. Just like uh, I'm sure, like Reinhold, you'll probably say, like, uh, yeah, TV shows bring up like Schrodinger's cat wrong, or even if they bring up like, uh, like even like your type of science, like they bring that up wrong. Because uh, I think um, I think for the one of the shows we're working for, the Chris Spangle show up, I, I was trying got a clip of NCIS of their hacking scene with the two people on the same keyboard. <laughs> Set two people on the same keyboard. I'm gonna put up a firewall. Put the thing. Oh no, I'm getting hacked through my power cord. Okay. All right. <laughs> Technically, that can happen, but not like that. <laughs> uh, you, we can't hear you, Reinhold. We can't hear you. I know. Great. Quick, I was on mute. So the best, the best representation of um, that I've seen of hacking mm-hmm. was uh, that the robot TV show. I am robot yeah. or yes. oh, Mr. Robot, Mr. Robot, yeah, Mr. Robot. Yeah. Which was an excellent show, by the way, the ending mm-hmm. was awesome. 
watch it. Mm-hmm. But that's the you know, then you watch the net or, or some other movie that has hacking Hacker. and there's this graphical interface of the hacking taking place. I'm like, that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost all command line. It's so boring for, for movies and TV, that's why they don't show mm-hmm. it right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even like even in hackers, I think the best representation is that they had like uh, flappers and stuff on floppy chips that they would load into their computers to throw out first, and then switch out floppies. That's realistic because no one wants to keep a you know freaking virus on their computer at all times because misclicks happen. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no! Or just bad code. You could just write back and like, hey, on boot, run this. Oops, oops, (laughs) oops. All right, guys, don't turn off your computers. What? So I, if you do, I got infected by a virus back in 91, 92, back when we just had PCs. We didn't have, I think Windows was just starting to get going, you know, the original 3.1. Mm-hmm. And it was called the flip virus. Okay. And all it did was it flipped your video upside down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My God, so- downloading downloading jpegs from a bulletin board so just you know you can imagine what those were about mm. <laughs> mm, mm. yeah yeah judging it yeah because it's Reinhold, i'm going to assume i'm going to assume it's a uh, schematics for nuclear reactors i was going to say a, a ponytail care and a ponytail extensions <laughs> well, you saw this yeah. picture of the past. You didn't have a ponytail there. That's true. That's true. That's true. That pencil mustache. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have one today, but I had my hair cut recently. So <laughs> it like seven inches cut off. And now I look like a page boy with my hair down. I got to get it. I got to get it layered. My wife's going to layer it. Um, but it's a little embarrassing right now to see it. It just sits all at the same length right about here. And it's just like, oh, wow. What did you, what did you do that for? It's not like most guys actually, like when they finally shave their beard to go like, why did I do that? <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I do a mod for like a streamer, and he shaved his beard like a month ago, and he's like, "Look out! Look, look, look!" And then like the next day, streaming with no camera, like I'm not getting back on camera until my beard comes back. <laughs> it doesn't look right. I'm so used to it. Bad. This is bad. I look like a baby. I'm like you know, 20 you- years younger, yeah. and I'm yeah. only 20. Yeah, and as a mod, you're like, "No, no, it looks fine. It looks great. You look fine." Loki in the mod chat. Low, look at this dumb oh, <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it was. Does <laughs> he yeah. need to do his homework still? <laughs> <laughs> he works as like just like Roto to shades in all the times. So it was like super pale, like right. <laughs> two different tones. It was awful. It was awful. It was awful. I, I will admit, it was awful. So I'm kind of glad it's been back. But yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, bit advice. Um, unless you're an expert, don't trim your own beard. Have someone else do it. Trust me. You just start like you mess up a line and, and line and line. And next thing you know, it's gone. You're looking like you're looking like me. And this will be transitioned to our dollar com- uh, our shave commercial, which we are not going to. I don't have a shave. Really that's gone. That's are we doing Harry's now, or we have to do uh, the other Manscaped. one? What? What? The other one that uh, the all the people on the right has switched is going to switch to. What is it? What is it called? Jeremy Harry's woke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woke, yeah, because yeah, Harry's razors got woke. I've, I don't know. I've, it took me a while to switch to Harry's razors to switch to Harry's razors, and I enjoy my Harry's razors now. Um, 
honestly, I switched to Harry's Razors to be honest, uh, from um, uh, because the uh, Bob and Tom show when they did a promotion on it, and I was like, oh, that's a good discount, so I got it, and then I freaking sucked at it. Like, I was cutting myself, I had no idea, but then I watched like the video of Tom Griswold, like, um, actually shaving with the book, thing, and I was like, huh, huh, I'm shaving wrong, and I watched Tom shave, and I was like, huh, huh, doing it now, doing it right now. That feels great. This is amazing, but we'll, we'll just know if. If we get a sponsor deal from Manscaped, I will gladly endorse it. If you, if uh, apparently you're all Harry's razors now, so okay. <laughs> I am bought and paid by no one. I'm, you know, willing mm. to sell everything and everything. I'm willing to sell the logo <laughs> on my hat. Okay. That's right. fair. If you want to buy the logo spot here in my hat, it's up for sale. Okay, so you know, you know if you want to put your logo there. I talk to Chris Spangle. We can get this. That's it. I've got a whole green screen for advertising. If you want, somebody wants to <laughs> throw, sound, throw down some cash. <laughs> yeah. MFC sponsorships. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Doing hey, that. you said anybody. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right, so let's get into the let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode before we get too long in the truth and get too silly out here. Uh, so the thing we were talking about is going back in the series of doing media that shaped us. A lot of the like hardcore media that has I don't know like shaped how like uh, our views or just our personalities or just touched us once it reached out from the silver screen or in uh, sometimes in um uh, Ryan Holstein through the copper coils and into our ear and gave us earworms to let us go hmm this has changed me <laughs> you know and I want other people to listen to this so let's see uh, looks like dear leader is uh watching us yeah Please, I didn't hear the part where I cut seven inches off. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Spangle, but maybe too late. Maybe, maybe he wants you to get high and tight. Bring it high and tight. Bring it in high and tight. <laughs> I could shave it. I had I shaved it for uh, my wife's cancer, so oh. I had it all shaved off. Did you? Mm-hmm. There's pictures. Well, this was this was ten years ago. You would I, okay, okay. Right, I'm gonna have to get on Facebook and just look through Ryan's <laughs> photos. Like photos of Ryan of you know the real name, real name. But right. since I'm not allowed to use my chosen name on Facebook, you know we have to deal with that. Oh, you can get that changed. You get that changed. Okay, you cannot be a single. You cannot be a single name on Facebook unless you sign up through Bangladesh, and only that I've never been able to get that to work. Oh, it's, so we just need to go to Bangladesh. Thing. Interesting. I think so. Yeah. All right, let's go to Bangladesh. <laughs> I have to do like a VPN and and appear from and change my change the you know the language to Bangla you know to that language and it's so you have to look at the steps to do it because you can't tell what it's saying. So you have to. It's I, it's a whole thing. I, I bet we can get this paid for. Actually, I bet we could probably find somebody. Like I'm sure they've got a, like a Fiverr of someone in. Oh my god. That you could probably pay money to, like, hey, I've got fifty bucks. I need you to make this account. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen some people with single names before, and I'm like, how did you get that? And they're just like, oh, I just had it. And I'm like, I, I, I seriously need to know the step by steps on how you did it because I would switch it in a heartbeat. I would have my my one account just for like family and stuff like that, and move mm-hmm. everything politically to to Reinhold. But I've got a Reinhold page, mm-hmm. but nobody cares about pages on Facebook. It mm-hmm. doesn't show up in timelines right and. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I put something out, I get an engagement of like three people. Hmm. 
So I'm like, I get more so, engagement on Instagram than I do on Facebook. You can I post, probably, I post uh, memes to, to Instagram and it posts to Facebook at the same time. And you can see Instagram actually shows it, gets it out there to people. Mine, eh, not so much. Hmm, hmm, hmm. It's unless, except for the one time when Dear Leader shared one of my memes that I posted. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I had 440% increase in engagement. It was like <laughs> nice <laughs> 1200 likes or something like that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so sometimes I always forget that I have a Twitter. Uh, <laughs> like, you're, you're like tags me something like, huh, huh, I have a Twitter. Forgot all about it. Huh. Forgot all about this thing. I don't go here. I don't use this. I don't use this. Yeah, I don't use this. I don't use it. I have Twitter right there. It's yeah, yeah. Follow, follow at Ryan Holland on Twitter. You don't even go here. Yeah, you can follow Vincent at his. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, just just find me. Follow him around at his job. Just you know, tell him how good a job. No, Skelter does that enough. (laughs) Anyway, so back to the topic. Come on, we're only halfway the first half hour. I mean, oh, we can't get jump right into it that fast, can we? we, we this is not going to be a four-hour show. No four-hour <laughs> show. Sir. Stop it. Stop it. You say yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, sorry. No, no problem. Yeah, you're assuming that Reinhold isn't going to literally spend an hour talking about Terry Pratchett by himself. Should we do it? I'm going to be reading books. Like, so we'll just start. I'm going to start with the one book. And I'm just going to start reading through it. And 42 <laughs> books later, it will be done. <laughs> Book reading stream. <laughs> <My God. laughs> we, should, we should probably, you know what? That'd be a fun stream. Like a Reinhold gets you into Discworld. I'll do all the you, character voices like death and you know, oh, all the yeah. cranny weatherwacks. And if you found. <laughs> If you need help leaving Harry Potter, Reinhold's here to help you. <laughs> That's actually a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you, or did you show, did you see that one? I think you showed I, it to me. But I yeah, saw the, I've seen I saw it before. The, yeah, yeah. So is it yeah. is it true? Or some people like now we're getting a. I, I was going to bring this up about what? About, yeah. Oh well, because some the author of Harry Potter is a little problem, right, problematic right, right now. Right. Uh, <laughs> Are you talking about the the game issue or what? Oh, or just people just leaving? Just the author. Just the author. Nothing yeah, the turf issue. Yeah, yeah oh, I know. But people were saying that if, uh, since there's a new Harry Potter, like, Hogwarts Experience game, people are like, oh, if you play that God. game, you support her, even though she has literally nothing to do with this entire thing. And you're basically telling a company to go F themselves because you're not going to give them a shot, even though she has no connection with this at all. And none of her characters show up either. Well, I hate Sony. And... Uh... <laughs> And yet you like Sword Art Online. Uh, not now, no. Now that I know, mm, it's trash anime. That's trash. It's trash now. Now it's trash. Well, they've been, yeah. So the thing was that they were trying to say, hey, if you like fantasy and Harry Potter's not your thing anymore for some reason, whatever it may be, then here's Terry Pratchett, who's got like, you know, 40, I think 46 books out there that you can read. Mm-hmm. Or more than that, he's just got, that's it's just in the Discworld series. He's got other mm-hmm. books beyond that. And uh, if you look at the, they did a top 200. The BBC mm-hmm. did a top 200 in books back in uh, about uh, about 10 years ago. And there were like five of his in the top 100. 
and 15 in the top 200. Wow. More than any other author. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter is just big because, like, it got pushed on everybody at a generation of kids around the same time. It was the right time. It was just yeah. At, yeah. at the. It there wasn't anything really right good time. competing with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At the right. time. Yeah. Yeah. You know. There's and, a yeah. reason why, like, the Hunger Games got super massive, and now most people forgot it existed. Well, I still got my Animorph books, so you know. Yeah, which you know, I try to read uh, Animorph books to uh, Gunther, and uh, she wasn't having it. Uh, she just likes the photos and the little things on the side. But yeah, yeah. But it comes to YA novels, you know, Animorphs. You know, once yeah, it does get kind of creepy at some point when you see like grown adults now, like all like Harry Potter houses. Like sometimes it is when you look when you take a step back. It's like, okay, come on, come on. Let's. How many? How many I know people who just live to go to Disney every year. It's like their big thing. I'm like, you're. 40 years old, why are you still like entranced with Disney? I don't understand. I mean, certain people just have a mindset where they don't grow out of it. And, you know, fandoms, fandoms are a thing. I mean, there's... Right. You, you mean that, that there's there's media out there that's that people get... Um, that affects them personally? Right, exactly. And, and, like, and informs their who they are and exactly. then they end up talking about it years later on a podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. Perfect. I didn't know that was happening. <laughs> that really doesn't happen anyway. So, uh, secret Disney fan Vincent over here, you know, like you try to defend Disney. Look at him. Look at him. Well, I ha- I like comic books, and Marvel's technically Disney. And I haven't watched a movie since Endgame, but still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. I am. Uh, I've lost some hope after the Hawkeye. So I was. I. I was hoping the Hawkeye was just going to be like this is going to be good. And it was just this was just Not, yeah. It's fine. WandaVision was really good, and Loki was really good. I was I was hoping like they you know would, would granted like uh I think if Hawkeye was able to be released as a you know back in the Netflix day for a, a Netflix is a Netflix show you know like if they did like and let Hawkeye hunt down Punisher or something like that you know or just been there with them that would have been a that would have been another stellar and amazing bridge as if Hawkeye was like the bridge from the Defenders over. You're missing the, the the more interesting thing. It would have been Hawkeye versus Bullseye. Mm-hmm. You know, two mm-hmm. people who are great at fucking archery and aiming and knowing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would See, that would have been great. cool. Yep. 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 Especially, especially you've got the king. Oh, man. A lot better than Danny Rand. Anyway, so. <laughs> What I wanted to talk about, like, and, I, and to kick this ball off, running the thing I wanted to bring up is the episode. We're going back to Universal Century. Heck yeah, freaking Gundam Mobile Suit Eighth Team. This is how can I put it? Before Vietnam was cool. Now, see, that's a reference to. Uh, <laughs> That is a reference from like Call it when, uh, um, what is that? The old Call of Duty games, or um, what is it? The all the uh, what's it? Remember, when, like, what was it, like, like 10 years ago? It was like, eight years ago when everything was going to Vietnam? I think even Magica had a Vietnam <laughs> <laughs> for some freaking reason, um, yeah. Well, all the commies used to be in World War II, or they were all fighting Germans, too. Yeah, exactly. that's where a lot of that stuff came from Hydra and Captain America, all that stuff came out of the World War II stuff. 
Yeah. Well, Gundam decided to have a. Uh, so when I talked about mobile security, that was the original Gundam. So the Gundam um, that you saw there, that was the prototype RX 78. Okay. And the other mobile suits in the series were either Zaku, basic Zakus, or gems, which or just GMs, gems, basic gems. Get it? Gems, Joes. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, so in eighth mobile suit team, the Gundam, while proving itself, they decided to make a not. That's the same, just like the prototype. The prototype is still the bee's knees. It's the most powerful Gundam around at the time. But they made different ones. I mass-produced Gundam. So, and they were given to basically people in, you know, basic standard forward. So the power of a Gundam, beam rifles, all the, the amazing armor. And this was, this time, this was cut. They allowed these people to go off in basically in Southeast Asia, you know, having battles and fights. And I'm sure Brian Holes was like, hold on, hold on. They had these massive mechanical <laughs> robot things in Southeast Asia. Yes, right on. <laughs> and the, the whole series was an amazing thing. Uh, here, let me pull up my, if my thing doesn't break again. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. Like, well, like I said, I've been on the quest for a different web browser for the, for the longest time, and uh, I I love Fafaldi. I love it. I love it. But it's so broken. <laughs> it's so broken, and I'm so mad. Because I like it. I love its features, and it's really hard to leave. <laughs> I love it's Fafaldi. So it's so great, because you can do it, you know, you can make it look the way you want, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> It's so bad. What happened? It was good for a while, and then I don't know. Switch back. I don't. I refuse. (laughs) I don't want to go back. I'd rather just crash me or take all my RAM and processors or heat my room up. I don't care. (laughs) Want it to be fixed. It's going to call in pizza for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's fine. It's fine. I I am um, uh, like supplement with Edge sometimes, so it'll be okay. Yeah, I said it. I use Edge. My Edge is cool. Yeah. It's Chromium based. Yeah, I know. I, I really feel like just going to Chromium and just say screw it. Just go, just go Chromium. <laughs> just go Chrome. Just well, I mean, you can pull up. You can get the uh, developer you know package from Microsoft, the .NET development tool which is free and build your own web browser it's not that hard to have actually documentation out there where you can type in the commands and you have a basic web browser there you go nice nice maybe maybe i'm not maybe i should do that just pull the parts from vivaldi that i liked bring in and make my own web browser make the yeah you can make it you can make it completely secure so it accepts no cookies it accepts Mm -hmm. you know none of that junk that you know, automatically declines anybody trying to give you notifications on, you know, all that stuff that you could turn on mm-hmm. and make it a, this is a, a, a um, low key wall branded secure web browser. You just put it out there. I think people would take up, they take off. Probably, probably, probably. Or just rather than call it trash and trash us, which I'll, I'll take that too. Because, you know, I, I take cr- constructive criticism and feedback to make the browser more secure, but to criticize, to criticize, nah, keep that to yourself. But Constructive criticism is, better, is different than being an asshole. Heck yeah, that's why I like pen tests. Everyone's like, oh no, we're getting pen tests. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Someone's going to give me notes on how to fix my crap. Nice. Hey, this is broken right here. Oh, thank you. Thanks, bro. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Anyway, so 
so eighth mobile suit team takes a small so basically they took these gundam teams and they made Were you about to like, open something then you're gonna open something you're gonna on, the show on screen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, let me see. If, make sure my my browser doesn't break." We pulled this up. I did not make I did not make slides for this turn. Sorry, I did not make slides. I did not make slides. I'm sorry, I did not make slides. Um, I did. <laughs> I did not make slides. I did. Uh, I did not either. I, I thought about making slides, and every time I sat down to make slides, I don't know. I don't know. I felt too book. I felt like I got too book reporty, and. Uh, even That's last fair. time, even when you have the slides, the visuals, I don't know if anyone really looked at them or got anything from them, but it really did. You know, I think the only good thing about my slides last time was the Minoski particle uh, formula. And while it made Reinhold's brain hurt, mm. you know, that's him trying to figure it out. Yeah. And it's like, what the, what is this? What is this? Helium three. It's great. It's awesome. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> this is. But anyways, so what this the hell is it works, man. <laughs> <laughs> so eighth mobile suit team takes the uh, gives you introduced to different new characters, and then puts them in, in in the jungle. So you have it's basically got to be up. <laughs> so they're hiding in the trees. They're um, taking these fantastical mechanical you know suits to the jungle, which to me. It, uh, so the Minoski particles are there, so you can't see everything on radar, or the heat signatures is over the place, because all these everything's jammed and locked up. I think it was to me, it was really interesting, because a lot of the, um, a lot of the team that you're introduced to, like Shiro and Karen, a lot of these people they get a captain from like, a space noid, he's on Earth, they you know, he's a young ca- captain um, you have this gritty team with a new captain who's got this is his first time at command, and he's kind of green at it uh, but he was, you know, but he's given like some of these best weapons, and he's going out, uh, you know, out there to, you know, fight the the forces of Zeon, which I, which I, which I, to me, that really stuck out to me was like all this new technology that they had, while they were still relying on like a lot of time, most of the time, either got their butts kicked or relied on uh, older technology like old radio technology or listening technology. Like how can you find the freaking, like if these massive mobiles moving in the forest, freaking dug a hole and took like, just took vibrations from the ground. These things are heavy and they move. <laughs> and if they're moving, we can hear the vibrations and we know exactly where the heck these suckers are. Uh, which, you know, it's, which they're, um, they're calm guy. They're guys who would like come up with that. They had a musician, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah, like I said, Safe Mobile Suit Team. They it and it the thing that got to, it got to me like it's the scene from Mobile Suit Gundam. How can I put it? it? And it had one of the. It sets up what how can I put it like I because I I didn't watch um, like this in order. I never watched Gundam in order of release. Uh, my first interest in introduction to Gundam was Gundam Wing, and I really liked it. And I liked the space opera, the storytelling part of it, and. When Toonami goes, we've got another good series. I was like, oh, okay, this seems a little more grittier, and it was. They had a lot more deaths, they had people getting wounded. Um, the true statement of Gundam. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> murder yeah. porn, the anime. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, the they, ha- they even have a love interest. So not just too many. Get the first one. Should put the spoiler banner up. All right, so <laughs> the uh, in it, right? In it, right? They have two different officers. So Sh- Shiro, right, falls in love with uh, while they're 
out on like excursions away from their, their, their in a city. They falls in love with this girl, which turns out to be the daughter of high ranking members of the Zeon Mobile. So as they go ahead and build a, they're building this new, uh, and they basically do an R and D on which becomes like the terror of all the Universal Century of because the Gundams were seen as supposed to be seen in the Universal Century as these big hero thing. Well, Zeon is working on a device, and this thing is always been marketed as a villain, and it's one of Nice's favorite things in, in, in mobile suit is the mobile armor, which is basically a massive, basically uh, like think of a destroyer that's mobile and it flies and it has the power to destroy cities. It's goofy, it's massive, it's huge, um, and this thing is and she is working on the R&D on her brother's making it, he's working developing it, and she's its pilot. She pilots this thing. And these two find each other um, through all this, and they end up and this they kind of weave this love story and this it, will they won't they through this whole thing as but they're also like will they won't they but they're also two different sides the conflict of the Zeon troop and the um uh Earth Federation forces, which is the Capulets of the Montagues, yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like it, which is neat because like they, they they played with us through like you. I bring this up a lot of the different like Universal Century stuff is that they the idea of the two sides meeting and not combat. Uh, I think uh, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam did this as, as well when uh, Armoro decides to like abandon the military at once, basically desert for a while, and he ends up meeting you know like uh, several different people of the enemy forces, and they, it's just, it's it's a theme, you know of uh, two different uh, like enemies facing each other, but they're not in active combat, and they're almost this romanticized of being respectable to each other, of like respecting each other's ranks, going with each other, and helping each other out. Um, I think uh, one time, like uh, Armoro was stuck, he was, he was stuck, and Shar helped him out. Like, here, you should have to change your tire. You're out of the mud. Get out of here. You know, get out of here, kid. You know, you know. Did, did Armro at that time, did Shar at that time know this is Armro, the guy who's been fighting the Gundam? No, we didn't know. But Armro knew this was Shar, knew exactly who this was. You know, you know, it was, you know, it's, but in this one, they really did, they kind of knew they were, uh, the one was a Fetty and the other one was a Xeon person in this lot. And they really did lo- love each other. And it was, and this thing was building on, and, and it came up and it culminated up to one of the best fight scenes in Mobile Suit Gundam, period. Hands down, there is nothing better. It is the in eighth Mobile Suit Get Team, most people know it as we'll see like this this blue suit appears. It's called the a, a goof, right? So it looks like a Zaku. It's not a Zaku. It moves Whoa, what, what what did you say it was called? A goof. A goof? Goof. G-O-O-U-F. Goof. Oh, okay. Both. You're saying words that that don't mean anything to us right now. What? He's like, like now there's this thing called a golf. He's been, okay. He's been doing that what since he started. That? I, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I'm like, that was this close. Like, all right, Harry, I need you to define all your terms. <laughs> I, did define, I did define my terms. He's like, as a golfer, Zaku. Okay, what's Zaku? <laughs> it's like, well, 
<laughs> so, Saku is a Xeon molded suit. Um, it's different. Like, it usually, a lot of the things in the Xeon suit usually have that Cyclops eye that moves around, while the uh, the gyms and the Gundams have like the fixed eyes that sits sit the front and the head turns. You know, so like it's a good distinction on like the two different styles of suit, the ways they are made. Um, now, that, now, granted, Xeon did make some with fixed eyes, and um, but I don't, I don't really think I'm going through my uh, like my head. I don't think the Federation ever made a Cyclops model, which is the, the Cyclops model is mostly the it's the camera, the camera that the, the mobile suits uh, because you're locked inside the freaking tank, right? So, mm-hmm. how do you see out? Well, they have cameras, <laughs> there's cameras on the outside. And sensors so they can see different things which comes in play because um uh in that fight the, between the ace mobile shooting gundams and the, the goof uh one of the the because it was an old salty dog like this really old captain and he is the father figure right uh of Ayn, her, uh, the girl that you know fell in love with this he's uh He's, you know, been talking to her the entire time about this guy that she fell in love with, and he's a fetty, right? But, you know, and they meet after on the end, right? And they, these two end up meeting, and it's like, so this is the fed, this is the fetty soldier that you have fallen in love with, and basically starts fighting him. And it's like, wow, this guy is a respectable guy. I respect him. Um, but he's got a job to do. He's still got a job to do. He's still getting his job done. And even with the camera things, it was, it was even showing that he was able to get around the Gundam because of its superior camera system. Its sensors was its downfall. Because uh, <laughs> it was able to trick its cameras, move behind it, and then actually short-circuit the uh, Gundam and turning it off. So it's risk trick you blowing a fuse. And it's one of the, like, the, what, it's just like the, I remember watching it as a kid, just because like the empathy the, the 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 emotion that scene where this powerful unstoppable gundam turns off <laughs> he's off his cameras are off fuses are popping all through the cockpit and he's just stuck there right in front so an enemy's in front of him and his gundam shuts off and he's stuck and they've got this scene where he hears gunfire going off and he's just sitting in there right screaming about uh you know you know like just finish me off. Just kill me, right? I don't want to die like this. And then, because like, he keeps hearing gun, like, gunfire go off, and he's just waiting to die. Because uh, he expects he's getting ready to happen. He's just going to shoot the cockpit, you know, kill the guy. On the outside, his team is finally caught back up to him, and the and the enemy golf is using him as a basically as a human shield because he's trying to buy time because the. Earth Federation forces at the time were having sending up gun tanks around to shoot the their uh, shoot the R and D ship that I was talking about the mobile armor out of the sky. So just because we can't do anything because it's not finished yet, and that's what their plan is to shoot this thing out of the sky. So the Goth is there to take out the gun tanks. Uh, like I said, it is an amazing video. It's on YouTube. Go ahead and watch it. Give it a watch. It is. Eighth Movie Studio Team is a very short series. You can easily finish it in a weekend. I recommend it. Like I said, it is, it is, I can I put it, 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 
it really did touch me. The emotions in, in that scene there and the scenes that follow it when that captain basically after that scene, he wants to li- he it helped him confirm that he did want to live, live through all this. He wanted to make it through this war and he wanted to marry Ayn. He wanted out and he didn't want nothing to do with the war. And spoiler alert, he does end up getting with her because at the end final battle at Jarborough, uh, he finds her during the fight and like they desert in the middle of the combat. They just leave. <laughs> they just effing leave. And they actually had to do like a prologue special of like the military trying to hunt him down. Why enough the heck this deserter is at? Uh, yeah. Give it a watch. Yeah. And that's um, my quick non book report rundown of eighth mobile suit team and why you should give it a watch. Um, I kind of want to show this video, which I probably do it at the end, just in case, like, I don't want to like get zapped by like showing this thing, but I will probably play this fight scene at the end. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> I would, I'm doing I would, it. If I were you, I would suggest, I would suggest putting the link in the discord. Mm-mm, no, no. I'm, I'll put, uh, yeah, I'll put the link in the discord, but I'm definitely going to play a quick, quick clip of it. You got to watch this scene. Anyway, so, all right, and then I leave the floor to you, Reinhold. But he's probably going to me. Me me next. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sending you a link real quick, so you could just pull that up. You can share. Can't you share your screen and just do it yourself, or you need me to do it? I didn't know if that how it would work. I didn't want to mess with oh, it. I know you no, can do it. So. No, no, you share your screen, and then I can just you just tell me, and I can Does it the... convert everybody over to the third and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Or is yeah. it just do full screen? I didn't know if it kept the camera. Do you on. want? Well, it, it depends on how you want to do it. I have options here, but it can do that third part. How do you want it? Just if you could show it, I, I put it in private chat. So. Uh, bring it up. It's not a big. It's just a picture. Making me do it's not a thing. video or anything like that. Look at him. Oh, I am not the producer, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Making me do stuff. All right. Uh, let's see. Got to share a screen now. Share. Let's share screen. I'll share the screen. Hmm, I should let's see. Look like it opened up in my browser. Hold on. Let me uh actually when you sent me a link, of course it's gonna open my browser. You didn't send me like an image image, but let's see if I can wait enhance. Enhance. It's <laughs> oh. a lot of books there, uh right home. Did you read it's all a these? few? Did you read all these? I have read all but two or three of them. I haven't got to yet. Okay. Okay. And I have, I think, all of them sitting on a bookshelf somewhere. Hmm. I used to actually go into old bookstores, use bookstores just to find old hardback copies of, of the books because I'd read most of them as paperbacks when I was younger. So, hmm. so just to give you an idea, Terry Pratchett has uh, is a prolific writer. Um, over the years, uh, how I found him was I had read. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And at the time, there was only Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There wasn't any sequels. And I loved the book. And I was like, okay, I need to find more of this. I was in, I was part of something, you know, like, you remember the old Columbia Club where you would, you know, give a dollar and you get, or a penny and you get like 12 CDs or 12 cassettes at the time, I guess it was. Um, they had something like that for for books where you could have a science fiction book of the month club is what it was called. And I was reading Isaac Asimov and um, 
Douglas Adams, I got involved in him. So I was looking for the next thing I wanted to read. And it came up with, here's Terry Pratchett. He's the Douglas Adams of fantasy. And I'm like, well, okay. that's a bold statement right there, right? So that's right. that's a bold. So I got the uh, I got the second book in the series because that had just come out. I realized it was a sequel to the first book. So it was a Life Fantastic was what I got, and it was a sequel to The Color of Magic. So I meet and I was starting to read it and was laughing hysterically. So I stopped, got the first book, read it all the way through to the second book, all the way, all of it, and it's uh, about it. Those two books are about a character called Rincewind, which who is a, uh, a magician. In this, so just to give you a background on the world he's created, this world is a flat Earth world that rides on the back of four elephants, mm-hmm. and those four elephants stand on top of the Great Atuan, which is a space turtle. Okay, and the space turtle just flies through space. Mm-hmm. Now, this is pulled from some religions and around the world mm-hmm. have this kind of belief system. So, so it's really cool because it's a it's a flat Earth type of world, which is really mm-hmm. neat. Just mm-hmm. different things on that, and it's full of magic. Magic's everywhere, um, <clears throat> and they've got all kinds of different things. And um, basically, anything that's ever been in fantasy or even outside of fantasy shows up in in these books. Um, vampires and ogres and golems and all all that said. So um, one of the things is that they have these people called wizards who try to harness and, and do stuff with the magic, but they're all completely incompetent. And, and it's, it's fun to see them puzzle and futz around. And like, there's a, there's a character called the librarian where the, the, um, the wizards kind of study at this unseen university is what's called. And there's a librarian there who is an orangutan. Okay. He was a human. And then because the, all the magical books, they seep the magic out. Mm-hmm. Somehow they turned it, it. He got turned into an orangutan through one of these magic uh, books. Hmm. And he refuses to let anybody turn him back. Because he's okay. happier as an orangutan and he can do his <laughs> job better because he can swing around upon the shelves and get all the books he needs. So he I mean, to let him, makes sense. Makes sense. But he just he just says "ook," oh, okay, is all, is all he ever says. It's kind of hilarious. But <laughs> he comes into play a little bit more in the um, which one is it? Uh, yeah, the the second the first one on the second line called uh, Moving Pictures. Um, I want to give you an example. From moving pictures, this is going to be a bit of a spoiler. If you want to throw the spoiler bag bag up there, but this is an oh, example okay. from one of those books. Um, how he sets up things, like he he does satire and comedy mm-hmm. so very well throughout his books that you don't see it coming, even though you know it's coming. You know he's going to have something funny about every little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always unexpected and always surprising, for the most part. Like. An example, moving pictures is about um, how they discovered that they could take the pictures and make a movie out of it, right? And this comes from a, uh, there's a seeping of evil in the desert around a place called Holy World, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you can see where he's going with that one. Um, <laughs> and it makes this, this whole industry pops up in the desert 
out of nothing to make these movies. And it turns into a big evil that goes and and destroy you know, is is threatening to destroy everything. At one point near the end of it, they have these characters up on this large screen, mm-hmm. and the characters start to come off the screen and and start walking around. So you get this big, huge um, mm-hmm. character. It's a woman, okay, the specific character. Um, not too this huge woman. And she's walking around, stomping on things and destroying stuff. And the wizards are trying to stop her, and they're flying on brooms. So they're flying around her with brooms mm-hmm. and shooting, you know, lightning bolts at her to try and get her to try to kill her. Meanwhile, she picks up the librarian mm-hmm. and starts climbing up a building with it. King Kong, gotcha. So <laughs> it, it, he sets it up for like half of the book, and then you see it just. Uh, he got me. He got me on that one. It was such a great setup. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. That's I, awesome. This, that this is guy awesome. Is of King Kong. That makes sense. <laughs> so he he wrote. Uh, he did write a book with uh, Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Him and Neil Gaiman were great friends. They loved each other. They spent all the time talking to each other and everything. They actually wrote a book together. It was called Good Omens. You might have mm-hmm. seen it on Amazon recently. Mm-hmm. That was him and, and Neil Gaiman writing that. The second one's coming out. They had planned to write a, a sequel. They had all of it kind of half written and mm-hmm. kind of noted out, but they never got to do it. Um, so he's taking a lot of that information and trying to make a, a sequel, the new season out of it. So um, it's it's really honoring that he wanted to do it because Terry Pratchett passed away, unfortunately, from Alzheimer's. Um, and it was just amazing. He was still writing after he got diagnosed. Um, and he just worked as hard as he could to get as much, much out. So he, um, got knighted once, <laughs> well, you only get knighted once, right? Um, he got knighted and, um, he had time, you know, they announced that you're going to be knighted and you have time to do it in between that time. He wanted to have the sword that he was knighted with. He wanted to make it. So he went into his estate, dug up iron, went and got some meteorite forged the metal to make the sword mm-hmm. from the meteorite and iron mm-hmm. and then had uh, a blacksmith do the you know final mock-up make it look good yeah and he used that sword mm-hmm. for his knighting nice hmm. he was a he was a really cool guy um to be it's actually a funny thing is he had a um he did an interview with bill gates back in 1995 Mm-hmm. Right, and Pratchett was talking to him, and he expressed concern about the potential spread of misinformation online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he felt that there was a kind of parity of esteem of information on the internet, and basically, you would he gave an example of Holocaust denial being presented on the same terms as peer-reviewed research. They both have the same weight, and he was afraid that. Because of this, all this misinformation would prop up when we get onto an online community. Mm-hmm. And Bill Gates disagreed and said, no, what's going to happen is you're going to have uh, uh, online authorities and fact checkers are going to make sure that all of that's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, this was 1995. <laughs> uh, he saw what was coming. <laughs> he was not. Uh, he was a very brilliant man. Um and as I said before, he had like, what was it? Uh, he had uh, 15 novels in the top 200 on a BBC poll that they did um, best for the best love novels. 
Um, so that's pretty good. Uh, what he's he's got so many great lines. I mean, it's hard. You can go and look at his quotes. Just look at his quotes page on Goodreads, mm-hmm. and it's like pages and pages and pages and pages. It's just quotes from his books. Here's an example one from a book called Jingo. Um, the intelligence of the creature known as a crowd is the square root of the number of people in it. Yeah, accurate. Does that make Cross sense? Mob mentality. People once the the bigger the group, the dumber the, the group is. Yeah, the intelligence drops. It square roots down based mm-hmm. off the number, right? So, yeah. it's the inverse. So anyway, it's the stuff that they do here. Um, I could go, I could go on more of the quotes. I don't know if I want to keep doing that, but <laughs> the. Um, there's a really funny one. So one of his characters that he has, so he has like the different sets of characters. So the book can be either about the wizards or it can be out the witches. There's a whole witches thing that goes on. There's a, a, a series of books about the night watch, mm-hmm. which is basically a policing type of thing where he, he creates this character called Sam, Sam Vimes, who is like the proto, what you should, what cops should be, not what they are. And there's uh, one of the things he did was, he made a quote where they were talking about how you have to kill, you have to go kill the guy that killed the hostage or the, the criminal. And he's like, I'm supposed to be keeping the peace. If I can't find a way to do that without killing people, then I'm part of the problem. Oof. And it's like, well, you know, that's Oof. pretty, pretty accurate. Um, and he also had a economic theory that is now coming to pass. Like they're, they're actually calling this thing, the 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 Sam Vimes economic theory mm-hmm. from this book for Terry Pratchett, where it's how poor people end up paying more for stuff than rich people do. Yes. And his example was: is he gets a say he he's a he's a you know walks a beat as a cop, and he has to buy new boots. Mm-hmm. Now, as a poor person, he would spend ten dollars on a pair of boots. A rich person would spend fifty dollars on a pair of boots. Those. $10 pair of boots would wear out so fast that it had to buy another $10 mm-hmm. pair of boots. And then another one. Meanwhile, the rich person has the same pair because they're made well. Mm-hmm. So the poor person ends up paying more for the same period of time on boots than the rich person does because he's able to buy better. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that whole economic theory now is starting to, uh, in the la- just in the last year, be talked about it. You can go look it up. It's Sam Vimes economic theory. You can, it's literally named after it. Yeah. So I've heard of this theory and I just didn't know this is, that's where it came from. Cause right. like, um, and cause I, I've spread, cause I've spread it up a couple of times to people. Cause like I watch people buy like the cheapest tires or used tires. And I'm like, no, no, you don't want those tires. You know, they make tires that go for miles. You know, if they're not racing, you should probably get those tires. You want quality. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, that's kind of. I don't know if he invented that, but he he Coined put it, it into a way for people to understand, right? From the books and his books are full of stuff. Like one of the great things he does in his books is um, he uses footnotes a lot, where he'll be telling a story and then he'll have a star, and then you'll look at the footnote at the bottom, mm-hmm. and it's a it's one of the funniest jokes, and it can usually take you on a hold like. You know how we get sidetracked on things because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. we start laughing about stuff and, and we, we, then we have to get back to the story. 
that's what he's doing with these footnotes. He'll, he'll say something and he'll go off on, well, back in the day when this happened, this was you, but this, and then he's telling a joke in there. And then you go back and pick up the story again. It's, he does it so well. Uh, another one of his great characters in the books is the character of death. Death is in every single book. And you can tell that it's him talking because he uses all capital letters for his, for anything he says. It's all caps. Um, Death's character is one of the funniest without trying to be funny characters. I've it's, it's one of the best personifications of death that exist in literature today. A lot of times you'll see people making a, a death comic or something about the Grim Reaper doing this or Grim Reaper doing that. It's coming from this, his, his kind of vision of what death was. Um, and you really get to see a lot. There's a, there's a book called Mort. It's the fourth book right there. Okay. Um, that's the first book focused on the character death where death goes out and he decides he wants to take a break and uh, retire. So he goes to get a print an apprentice and his apprentice name is Mort, which is of course is French for death. But <clears throat> so he takes, he, he ends up putting him in place and goes and, and retires where he's just, he's working as a, a line chef mm-hmm. at this restaurant and he loves cats. It's just kind of his whole mentality. Right. So, <laughs> but it's, he's not making like, Ha ha! Funny overt jokes. All of his jokes are very, like, esoteric and thoughtful. Um, where you just go, oh, like, there's a great example where he's taking over for a character called a uh, the Hogfather, which is this world's version of uh, Santa Claus. And mm-hmm. he's gone missing. Somebody has taken him and has has holding him. Um, and so he's now being he's pretending to be basically Santa Claus, but he's still like a skull underneath and everything like that. And he's still talking in that intonation. It's really cool. And he ends up giving a sword to this little girl. And the parents are like, you can't give a sword to a girl. It's dangerous. He says, what's well, a, it's a, it's a lesson in life. He says, well, what happens if she stabs herself? Well, so she's learned a very important lesson. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, that type of, you know, he's not making a joke, but it's a funny joke. Right. So, his 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 uh his death is just amazing. I love love it. every time he pops up in these books. He he'll like somebody will die, and you see the capital letters, and you're just like, yes, all right, <laughs> there he is. Can I just to say like the one thing I like about like Reinhold stuff is like you see every time Reinhold brings something else up, he brings up like some like he brings up the artist stuff that the entertainment stuff that we usually watch what they get their inspiration from or they read as a kid or something like that and they made art afterwards because like this whole trip of the give the sword i've seen this photo and i have no idea where it came from <laughs> well like this artist rendition of this right. it's like why, why, yeah. why what's going I mean, on yeah. here I, yeah i have yeah I've ne- i don't understand where this is coming from this is amazing but you know, okay all right good man look at look at brian Hull's trying to get everybody into disc world I, I have here's, added a, here's, a, here's another quote real quick um, getting an education was a bit like a communicable sexual disease it made you unsuitable for a lot of jobs and then you had the urge to pass it on sounds like right hold it's just full of such great um, literary 
twists and and it gets you it, in the commentary on society that these books have because it's taking place in an alternate reality. He can kind of take things that are happening mm-hmm. and do social commentary on it in a way that makes you think about it. That's why I loved about the books was that, and the way he wrote was that it opened up your mind to thoughts that you wouldn't have experienced or known about unless you had been through it. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. um, it's just a, it's one of the best. He, I think he's one of the best people who's ever done social commentary. Let's put it that way. In a, in a comedy, fantasy, satire sort of way. Like there's a, another quote where he says something about um, it, if you were to, the way humans work, if you were to put a button in a locked or in a cave somewhere, a remote cave that nobody ever goes to, and it says, do not press, this button destroys the world. The paint on that sign would not have a chance to dry before that button would be pushed. This is a a way to kind of show humanity um, in a way that you can kind of go, oh, yeah, I see that now. You you start you see these things starting to happen Mm -hmm. and it, it really opens up your mind and you start seeing. And some people may call that woke because you're awake to what's going on around you. You see the the way things kind of work together and how society functions. Um, but I think it's a good thing to, to be able to recognize and see what's going on. So, yeah. Yeah. You see the strings that pull, you know, you see the strings. Now I do reckon. So the first two books in this, so the first two books in the series are not the strongest two books. Okay. It's the, one of my favorite characters and it got me into this thing, mm-hmm. but he was still trying to figure out his writing style. Mm-hmm. So the first two books are a little, eh. um, so at equal rights. So what happened with me was I read the first two books and I saw that there was a new book in the store called equal rights. I opened it up and it wasn't about the characters mm-hmm. that I had read in the first two. It was about mm-hmm. new characters. Um, and it was about female, it was about witches and equal rights and stuff like that. And you're like, eh, okay. And I put it down. I said, nah, I'm just, I'm not dumb. I'm going to do that. Then a couple years later, I'm in a bookstore and I see like there's six books out there. <laughs> I'm like, well, he's continued writing. Right. So I started reading them and I read more and that kind of hooked me completely. Like I'm not ever missing another one. Um, so I would start kind of in there or there's a whole, um, there's actually a website you can go to. I can't remember what it is now. I can maybe get into show notes or something, but if you search for it, you'll find it, but it's a how best to read Discworld. And they like, if you like this type of, story then read all mm-hmm. of these all the witches books and here's okay. the order that you read them in you like these cop things you know you can do all of the police the guards guards ones and the night watch stories and then there's one-offs and things like that um his take on religion there's a book called small gods his take on religion is basically that the god is as powerful as the number of followers he has so this one god comes back and his church is the biggest church on the disc right he's followers and there's deacons and priests and everything else but he comes back and he's a tiny little tortoise and when he smites somebody it's like basically static electricity it's what they feel mm-hmm. and what's happened is is that people have started to worship the church 
and not the God. <laughs> and it's such a great story outlining all of the the ins and outs of organized religion. That one book is just amazing. So he, he takes on all these topics and he does them in such a way that it's just just incredible to watch. Yeah, it's the benefit of having a, a person who's writing in a world, but not one cohe- one long narrative in the world. Because if you like the world and then you don't like this certain character, then you have a bunch of other options to pick of different characters you'd like more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the world stays the same. So the world, you end up seeing characters from different stories. You'll see them pop through and, and like... Rincewind was one when I got started in the books. It was, I was reading him, and every once in a while they do a wizard story, and he'll show up and be in there for five minutes or something, a few lines, and you're just like, "Yes, so cool." Makes um, the world there's, there's a lot of stuff like that. It's 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 one world, right? Um, mm-hmm. So all the stories that take place, different characters. You don't you're not tied to a specific like you're not reaching Jack Reacher, where all the Jack Reacher books are about Jack Reacher. This is about the world and all right. the characters that play within it. Okay. It's a very lived-in experience where it's where anybody can show up at any time because they all exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I like it. So, all right. So, all right. So, we know this is things like how to get the Discworld. Um, I'm probably going to. I I've put it down. Reads the first first book on on my uh, audiobook list, so it'll come up in my feed eventually. Going through uh, audiobooks. Is it recommended listening to an audiobook, or should I get pen and I, or should I get paper? Audiobooks are fine. Uh, I like the pen and I like the. I normally love audiobooks for everything. Because it's okay. just the way I read. I, I doing so many other things, and with ADHD, it's just easier to have it going while I'm doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like getting focused bored. But the problem is with his books and the footnotes jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to kind of do those on audio. Mm-hmm. I think the jokes come across better in the written form mm-hmm. okay. for those right. jokes. But the stories themselves are fine to listen to as audiobooks. All right, that's fine. Okay. I've got a couple so, myself. So, like doing like the follow logs, so like have it in front of you at some at some points, but also like reading it because I have to do that with the physics books I'm reading because mm-hmm. a lot of them will reference like a diagram, Diagrams, or I, yeah. yeah, or like, and this is how like this is how ice has heat. And I'm like, what? Hold on, let me get this. open the book <laughs> up, look at it, look at this diagram. I'm like, what? This is insane. It's hot ice. It's hot ice. It's, you know. Yeah, but, but, but it's because what ice is, you know, it's just because our. Anyways, I don't want to get into that. It's uh, still it's still warmer than Kelvin zero. You know, it's still still got some heat going on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, it's a. Uh, you said something too about um, the last when I did Harry Chapin. You said you'd been listening to a couple of his songs. I didn't know mm-hmm. if that was if you had really liked him and gotten into him, or if you were just like, eh, I'll try him out. No, I got into him. Like I, I, like I've listened to him, you know. And it's easy for because, like, sometimes I want something else to listen to besides like the same five songs. Like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, maybe I can get you into some Terry Pratchett. That'll be good. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, Just you know, yeah. he's got a yeah. he's got a book called Soul Music that's about. You know, basically the music genre, and there's so many jokes in there. If you're if you're into music and rock rock music and things like mm-hmm. that, popular music, mm-hmm. oh man, <laughs> so many jokes. <laughs> or he's talking about something, and um, 
he references like Buddy Holly in a certain way with a name mm-hmm. that is not exactly that, but you can tell what he's <laughs> saying, what he's doing. It's just awesome. All right, all right, all right, yeah, it definitely. Hey, you definitely got me to put it on my list. I need more books on my list that are more entertainment value versus the, you know, like this learn, is one of the few books know. where I've read him and him and Douglas Adams are probably the only two people I've ever read where I have laughed out loud multiple times in the same book, just just mm-hmm. constant laughing while you're reading. It's it's a it's funny it's a fun thing to do. Love Douglas Douglas Adams, but especially some of like mm-hmm. uh, some of the Douglas Adams. Like uh, I remember, have you ever played any of the old school like Douglas Adams uh, like uh, video games around the PC? I did the uh, well. They, they had the uh, the, uh, the text called? one, the the mud version. You know, the do your own adventure type thing. It was all text based. I did that one, and then there was a there was actually a Discworld yeah. book uh, game goes. that uh, came out. Here it goes. With Eric I'm, Idle playing the character. Oh wow, the the website's still up. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Oh, you Ooh. can play Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the text base game. You can still play it. Uh Starship Titanic. Oh, Titanic. Oh, Starship <laughs> Titanic is such a good book. Oh yeah, I read I read that one. That it's good. still up. The site's still up. Mm-hmm. Look at this thing. Who's maintaining? Well, you know what's funny? Okay, really another thing, just to get while well, I'm getting into it. Um, there was a multi-user dungeon mud mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. created back in the nineties for Discworld. It was called Discworld, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I worked on it for years. Uh, became one of the writers and became a, a what's called a lord, where I mm-hmm. ran writing groups and things like that and made decisions. And some of my text is there. That game still exists and is played today. It oh, is wow. still up and running, and. When Terry Pratchett was asked about it, he mm-hmm. would say he's never heard of it, but then mm, winkingly, like he knew it existed, but he couldn't admit that he knew it existed because technically it was violating copyright. Right. But he yeah. you know, was a fan. So, mm-hmm. but no, we, that, that mud has been running and it's been in the top 50 muds or whatever in the whole time. And it's uh, still going and people are still playing it. You log in now, there's like 40 people playing it right now. I just can't believe this thing is still up. Who is maintaining this thing? I mean, people, man. What's there to maintain? It still runs. So it's That's static. Really, yeah. yeah, it's just face you code, yeah. Somebody's just paying for the hosting. That's all they're doing. And it's looking this. All right, so many people are like, why is the site doing this? Well, this is, you know, back in the day, a 640 by 480, but I'm on a yeah. 2K screen, so it's going to go whoop. <laughs> which is also strange because like this is the, probably the pixels of my first monitor is right here. This was full screen. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, that's one of those things here. But, you know, it's I'm just I'm amazed. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get the chat here. The forum is uh, man. really cool. Okay, right. If you go to uh, what you want to go um, to the yeah, go to. Discworld mud, space mud. Yep. Oh, Star Turtle. Ah. Mm-hmm. Well, look at that. Mm-hmm. No, you can find me. If you do a search for Reinhold, you'll find me in there because I used to do a lot of political writing <laughs> arguments <laughs> on, there, on there. Back in the old schools that they have. So, Reinhold, dude. Internet arguments never, <laughs> never. That's not like him. What are talking about? 
where's the search? That's completely you out of character. You click on and you can log in and it'll tell that client and it'll start. It'll, you'll start playing, but it's a, it's a like it's not like those text based uh, <laughs> games back to Zork and Hitchhiker's mm-hmm. Guide to the Galaxy and those sorts of things. So like text based adventures. Oh, they got, oh, they got a gra- they got a browser client. Let's go. <laughs> oh, look at that work. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that screen so well. <laughs> Just all you right here. <laughs> Pay for a hundred years in advance. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at that time that was seven dollars. I don't think it says. It should be somewhere where it says how many people are online, but um, probably if you download the version, probably does. Oh man, I know it does. As a, as I log in as a with admin credentials, so it tells me. I don't know if it's just not telling. It doesn't tell people. Oh, sorry, sorry. Admin credentials. I have. Yeah, I can't. I can't give you my credentials. That was that's too much power. Although I think they scaled me back a little bit since I haven't been on for about three years. I think the last time I logged in was when Terry Pratchett passed away. I logged into the mud and it was a sad day. I mean, that's still, it still hit me so hard and it's hard to imagine uh, still, even just talking about it now, it it makes me want to well up, but um, he was such a big deal in my life for so many years, especially because of this, this mud that I was doing. I did this for like five years. Um, it's a it was emotional. A lot of people. Um, they need to redirect to HTTPS only. Though I will tell you that. No. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, that's uh, what, are you <laughs> what are you gonna do? It's a text based game. Go. I don't think it's. <laughs> I'm gonna hack it. <laughs> well, you don't know. You never know. They they've been mining. They, did write, they ended up forking and, and using their own Mudlib, oh. Mud Library. So it's called Fluffy OS now. I think we may have to do an episode on buds because I'm sure you keep saying this and people are probably driving in the car going, what the heck's a mud? What's a <laughs> multi-user What's dungeon? That's yeah. what it was stands for. Know, like, this is uh this is uh these muds is probably heads. I remember hanging out with a good friend who will remain uh, who will remain nameless. Um he, he worked at a computer lab at a, a certain uh, college campus I went to and uh, he spent most of the day on buds. All day. <laughs> I gotta lie, I was a little jealous. Man, <laughs> I used to have one, and I'd be at work, and I'd have it up, up in the, you know, in a window, and I just go every once in a while, I'd just go back and do something or say something. It's just like it. It was the old chat room that I, you know, before we have mm-hmm. chats now. So yeah, yeah, this is that's back in the '90s. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the one thing I'd really get ticked off about, like some of like the uh, like well, Spangle a lot of the time is that like they only like chatting in the in platforms. They're like, listen, like we can boot up our own chat room and talk with each other and literally talk and have to have to go to like these things, but they're so that convenience. This is what they stole from you. This is what Facebook stole from you people. This is what they stole from you. This stuff here, these different worlds, you know, this is what they stole. This segmentation, creativity and, and interests like that. Right, you know, and this is what metaverse is going to do to people. Like, if you like, people are like, oh, metaverse is going to be like this. Metaverse. Some of this stuff already exists. Go to VR chat. Go boot up VR chat. Beat up other. There's other things up there other than VR chat. Also, uh, tower uh, was it towers unite that uh, you've seen us stream on this on this channel before. There are tons of people doing things out there in that space that's not centralized and under all these control sets that allows other things to come into it 
where metaverse claims they're going to do that. But just like they did the Facebook, the moment you're in and you, this is where you're hooked, they're going to open up the wall garden and then you're stuck. Keep you stuck there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like so many people, a generation of people, generation of you guys have no idea how to boot up, host, or boot up at HTML website. So you're stuck. So you go, I'm going to start a business website. So you buy a domain and you make a Facebook page. I'm always sad every time I see this. Every time I see this, it's like, cool, this cool restaurant. Let me go to their website. And it directs me to a Facebook page. And I'm just like, what the? F-? Sometimes I feel like approaching the business owner, like, do you want me to make you a page? I can do it for you. I can do it real quick. <laughs> I don't want anything other than you than you to maintain the page and update the fucker with, with, right, right. with the menu. All I want. <laughs> F I want. Yeah, if they just want a menu, Facebook's good enough for that, though. No, no. That's the point. No. no. That's the point. You know, and also, stuff with the QR scanning. Oh, my God. Oh, someone was like, why do you get two phones? Like, because like some restaurants will give me a menu and they make me scan a QR code for it. So I, I use my non-phone. <laughs> what? No, no, scanning random no, QR no, codes. I'm, I'm more confused than what places you go where they don't give you a menu and you have to use the QR code to get the menu. It's a thing now. It's, it's, a, thing. it's, a, thing. it's a thing. It's, it's happening in cities. In yeah. large cities, they're doing that, yeah. It's a freaking thing. Go downtown. Go downtown to Indianapolis. And I do that. All, all, <laughs> all these places scan this QR code. Scan this QR code. Like you want me to scan? So like it, it lets me think of like I could probably just show up at a restaurant, remove the little QR code off the table, add my own, and I just start getting. I just start infecting boxes. Cool. I got that phone. I've got that phone. I've got that phone now. And I'm like, I have an iPhone. So I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, just have a link to automatically follow you on Twitter. All right, great. Right. Now I've got all these followers. Like, man, right, right. You, you think of think of this, this, what you can do if you make people do this thing, you know, or just uh, or just take their met, just take their meta information, like just to take information from people, you know, or tra- track them, or get get likes, get follows, get all the stuff like that. There's so much of this. Yeah, you could have it redirect to that, and then redirect them back to the menu, so they don't even know. They see the menu, but it'll pop up and do all the stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's easy yep. to do. Just different, you know, different Windows codes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Or just, uh, yeah. Or just like, all right. So like the Chrome or different like web browser, even like SFR does this, like the autofill forms. Like if you've got autofill, you can tell your site to like autofill things for you, like and just adds it. So like that hidden autofill form. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's next week's episode of uh, the Chris Bagel Show. Reinhold and I will, because I got to get with Reinhold you know, as we plan this out. Do not freak. Oh, two weeks. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Reinhold. Do not freak everybody out, but to tell them what the heck can happen to you and also give you things so you don't well, do this stuff. So. Well, and, and Chris said something about, you know, we want to warn people because this may be coming down the pike. I'm like, dude, it's already, it's already happening. It's, it's, dude, you're in I'm getting, you're we're getting so many different hack attacks at work and things like that. You, you have no idea. It's right. increased in level. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, it's I, something going on. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think my, uh, my, my, my WAFC with the dashboard, the scary dashboard that they give you so you can go to the C-level employees, right? Which mine was, it would say like, you know, up 80%, 80%, but this last month, it gave me like a 600% up on the tax. I was just like, I can't shoot this to my C-level employee, but then it's like, 
I kind of do. So to make sure they increase the spending, like right, so they know so I, we're being serious here. I look at these numbers. May need more. Is help. it the pew pew one? Is it the pew pew uh, site where they do like the you know they show the attacks from the source to the target like lines like ICBM <laughs> missiles? <laughs> no, it doesn't. I do love that, that I, site. I, That's I, the I best. love that one. Yeah, this is where you're getting like no, 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 this was, no, no. Mine's a yeah, this one's pretty neat. It's a it's more of just shows like this is where they're coming from, and then like and I set up to like I just geocode block right. <laughs> <laughs> or just block IP, like drop the request and block the IP. Drop the request and block the IP. You know, just drop it, block it. Block, 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 block. It's just, you know, just amazed. I'm just amazed of how, like, this little site that does basically nothing just keeps getting tacked. You know? And don't, don't worry, Escalja. It's okay. We're just delaying the inevitable me bringing the entire mood down on mine. Should I should I go get cake? Should I go get cake? <laughs> the cake's a lie, man. All right, so now we get to go to the part of the thing where I will tell everyone to uh, lock up your sharp object because Vince is getting ready to talk. Oh my god, is Vince is getting ready to talk again? Okay. Okay. Did that right. work? Cool, it didn't. There you go, Eric. Right, so you should. Right. So, this this one for me is uh, I'm going to to preference this, but this is going to be uh, really depressing because we're going into my psyche of high school, Donovan, which is uh, not the best place ever. we're also, uh, so I'm going to be talking about this manga. This is a manga, which is GE Good Ending. This is the only one on the list that's just a manga. It never got any anime adaptation or anything. Um, but like the, the genre of this is very much um, high school romantic comedy drama, which, of course, it's inevitable that with how much more diverse compared to Harry's mine is, it was going to happen. That's where mine is very diverse. Sure, sure, sure. So, general summary, it's about the, the, the plot, it's about the, this guy here in the middle, Isumi, he is, he's basically like a, a lonely schlub guy who uh, is a, is in love with this girl hero show, who is the captain of the tennis team. Um, when Yuki over here fight, sees him do that, she, she decides that she's going to help Usumi get to know show and get them together by basically forcing him to be a better version than himself. Because a lot of it is comes down to Usumi having his own issues with his own self-esteem and own, his own personal uh, emotional state. Um, so these three are like the most important characters of it. Um, we'll get back to that part. The the thing that really pulled me in. But the the reason I really enjoyed this manga in particular um, is that it's not afraid to touch on like real life issues compared to a lot of the other light, fluffy romance, whatever. It's like, oh yeah, these characters are doing whatever. Uh, if I could rename it, it's a GE low self-esteem. Because it feels like every single character in this entire thing 
have self-esteem issues of some sort. Um, a good example is that uh, this character here, uh, Risa, she she used to be uh, a larger woman before she uh, she slimmed down and became more conventionally attractive. And because of that, she has a she has a massive self-esteem issue where the first uh, Asumi was the first guy who didn't care that she was heavyset before and didn't make fun of her. So she kind of latched on to him because he's the, the first person to show her actual kindness. And because of that, it, it's kind of massively affected her character where there, there is a point later on where she does something that is very detrimental to herself because she felt dejected and that she couldn't have him. Um, there's a... If you want to go ahead and put the spoiler on there for now, because we'll talk about a bunch of stuff that's plot relevant. But I know certain people, uh, a scholar specifically, is never going to read this. So might as well spoil a bunch of stuff. But basically, there is a point where she she comes to realize that he will never love Risa. So she just gives herself, puts herself in a very dangerous position where there's like a shady guy who like brings her to a room to give her, to help her be a model and almost assaults her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and another, uh, another character happened to, to be in the vicinity to prevent that from happening. But, and then there's a massive underlying level of trauma because uh, Yuki has this, there is a love interest that she has in the past that is an under, that constantly affects how she sees the world to the point where she doesn't believe that romance is possible because the guy that she was with uh, convinced them, convinced her to lose her virginity and then recorded it and spread it to the school. So. What, 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 what age did you read this? <laughs> uh, like 13, 14. Trust me. We'll get to my own mind. I'll, I'll, trust me. When we get to my own headspace at the time, that's coming after that. That's when we okay. start getting okay. real depressing stuff. Sorry, fight. Oh, oh, so this is this. We have gone oh, this is depressing. The, yes, this is manga. This is depressing. When we talk about where my mental state was at the time, that's very depressing. Okay, right. Um, there's also this underlying level of obsession where there's a lot of characters have massive obsessions with things, and it's to a detriment. Um, I don't show it here, but there's another character who's a baseball, who's a pitcher. He's a baseball pitcher for the school. And he is... <laughs> uh, he is obsessed with trying to be the best pitcher. And a play happens where he, where he injures his shoulder and they end up losing like the finals of the tournament. And he blames himself for them losing. And he becomes so focused on it's all his fault that if he hadn't messed up, they would have won. And his, his obsession with, with doing that really spirals him into a depression for a while. 
And that once his shoulders recovered, he basically spends all this time, all of his free time pitching by himself until the night, until, until the sun goes down, trying to be better and better and better. Because he's obsessed with this. Like I, I, if I didn't get hurt, we could have won. I, I, I was better than what I said I was. Uh, and it isn't, it isn't until another character basically shows him that like, look, you did everything you could to make this work. And that at some point it's not all on you. You have to understand that it's not all your fault. Everybody did their best. And sometimes you just come short where he actually kind of calmed down a bit on being the, uh, on focusing solely on this training and, basically burning himself out. So it actually covers a lot of like realistic, like actual tangible things that people would deal with in a matter, in a matter that is much more, much more similar to real life compared to a lot of the other like things that, that has shown up. Um, for me early on, there's this chapter, it's chapter 13 out of, like 160 that really pulled me in. Um, and it, the, the setup is that Usumi had a gr- finally asked the tennis captain show on a date. And then the night of the day of the morning of she canceled. So he goes, he goes out and decides he's going to buy a tennis racket because he joined the tennis team. And when he's there, he sees her with another guy. And apparently the night before, the person that she had a crush on before he graduated high, graduated high school called her up, asked her out, and then she agreed. So it left Asumi in a state where he was just like, I don't know how to deal with this. So the only thing he says to her is congratulations and then leaves. And and as he's leaving, he calls uh, Yuki, who's been helping him through this process of asking her out and working on dating her and stuff. And he calls her and basically has this conversation of like, yeah, uh, I got this, this tennis racket. It's really cool. And Yuki's like, what's actually happening? Why are you here right now? And he goes, well, she canceled on me. And when I saw her there, I realized that she she agreed to go out with somebody else. And I didn't want to pressure her into to, to answering why she did it. Because I can already tell that she was hurting because she realized that she hurt me. So I didn't pressure her to do it. But, unlike, but I didn't tell her how I felt like I told you I would. Aren't I pathetic? And Oof. right, so he basically has this the the breakdown of like, man, I, I should have just said something. It's really pathetic that I didn't. And UQ is basically like, it's okay, you did the best you could. And then he just breaks down and is like, I really liked her. I really wanted to do this, and I really liked her. And it was very real. It was done in a, in a manner that wasn't like played up for laughs. It wasn't, it wasn't played up to be over dramatic. It's more of this guy. This was his first 
the his first love, the person that you, he felt that he might have actually had a chance to go out with, and it didn't work out. And how he had to deal with the fact that it didn't work out. And the reason that really connected with me is where I was personally at the time. Uh, okay. In high school, high school was not the best for me. Um, going into high school, uh, I had just got off of my parents' divorce. Um, I also ended a relationship with the first girlfriend I ever had which did not end amicably um, because of things that she did. Uh, I really didn't know anybody because I went to a new school where none of the people I previously went, previously went to the same school as me went to. And I was massively depressed. Um, it was rough and there are still plenty of times where I felt like I didn't really fit in even when I had made friends because at one point because the area we live in and the school I went to I was even though my family was mostly middle class I was the poor kid because I had all the rich friends uh, I was the token poor kid the token black kid and the token uh, fat kid all in one so for me, I was in like a very rocky emotional state. Um, I had been dealing with it for a while and slowly but surely it eased in, in points. Um, but at, at the time, I was very much at a very low emotional point. And when I started reading this, especially when it's the best chapter, it hit me in a way where it was like, I didn't feel as alone. Is it because you like had the story or you feel like uh, you weren't the only person like going through this? Other right, people feel this right, as well. That, the second okay. that feeling of feeling that you're a failure, you know? <sighs> so, for me, it it clicked in a way that was very much allowed me to invest more because I felt like I knew where he was coming from. And, and by no means is this story the best story ever. But it is something for me that is inextricably connected to a point in my life where I was at a very low point. And one thing that happens in the plot, which I'm going to, to preface this by saying that this is something that does happen and it's a very, very sensitive thing. But there's a point where Usumi feels completely alone and he's staying with a friend and nobody knows where he is and he's basically gone off the grid and he hasn't eaten for days and is depressed and he doesn't feel like anything is worth it. And the friend goes, well, do you want to just try to end it? And he goes, what do you mean? And they're like, no, don't worry about it. And they 
hang it up and give him a stool and he's like, here, try. And then he puts his head in it and he realizes he doesn't want to do it. And then the friend is basically like, yeah, I, I didn't think you would. And they basically talk about their own story of where like most of their family died in a car accident and they're basically alone and they had to make the best of the life that they were given. And it kind of really helped move him to a different mental place after that. So it's, again, when I say that it touches on like real issues, it, it really does. It goes through a lot of stuff that is very much serious and handled in a more serious manner. There are some things that are just kind of there. They're like more jokey. And, and of course it's a romantic comedy at points. So there's a lot of the silly slapstick lovey stuff, but when it gets serious, it handles serious topics in an extraordinarily focused manner. So for me, this is why this in particular had connected with me. So yeah, as stated, I was going to bring the whole mood down. <laughs> and that's why I said I wanted to go last. <laughs> well, now we got to bring bring it up a little bit before we sign off or we'll have people oh, go course, their whole course. day all depressed. <laughs> right, exactly. It's Totally get it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Is everybody okay? Did everyone make it on the mm-hmm. other side? Well, Somebody need to talk right now. I told you that if we're doing this, we're going all out. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Um, yeah, stories sometimes find us in uh, some different places that will, <laughs> you know, uh, help us get through different moments. And it's, um, I'm glad that story helped you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and don't worry, Scalger. If there is a happy ending for a, bit, a good ending for every character except for one. And they try to make it a good ending, but it's, but in context, it's a very terrible terrible ending where they end up together with their stalker so (laughs) right yeah yeah and they try to make it lighthearted. it's not (laughs) okay yeah 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 yeah. Mm. totally not doing anything sad next week <laughs> Moving it to a lighter topic next week or next time. I mean, that's danger. That's the danger I had last week with Harry because Harry Chapin because he does the same thing. He'll put those songs out there in a way that you relate to them in such a way where you like, okay, I'm not the only one. I'm not. There are people who have it worse than I do. There are, you know, everybody's going through this, not just me, and that gives people comfort. Um in the times that they need it. So that's not always a happy thing. Well then. 
Okay. I stated I was going to bring the whole mood down. <laughs> All of it down. So, um, what do you guys want to talk about next time? <laughs> well, uh, I definitely I can do this now. Have to look. Uh, um, I actually, let's see. Actually, I think I'm in here. Hold on. Hold on. Actually, yeah. Boom. Oh, crap. 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 Um, backgrounds I need to do. Not border. So, but because um, if you change the ye old backgrounds, like right. Okay, that didn't work. And work. <laughs> Not working. Nope. I can see it over on my other screen now. But if it like, uh, can I, uh, uh, I wish I could just show the background, but it won't let me just do backgrounds. I pull people's in. Like if I pull everybody out, your audio will stop, which sucks. It's um, weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, this one just wait a minute. I think I got them all downloaded actually on the machine because when I made slides last time, hold on. Like so, you want to, do you want to see yours right now? Do you have yours? Yeah, I, I got it now. I saw it. I picked oh. it up. Pulled it up. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, never mind that. I have right. to decide if I want to go to like comedy, comedy, or if I want to go back to a musician or music. So, I think I'm gonna go back to music for right now. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. That's it's comedy music, but it's fun. It's music. So that's what you're going with bare naked ladies next time, then? Bare naked ladies. Yeah. That's what we get this up and on a high note. We talk about <laughs> yeah. bare naked ladies. Oh, for doing, yeah, bare naked ladies. Fine, cool, cool, cool. If we're doing that, then uh, so it's also going to get mine for do this show for uh, for, uh, for Chris Spangle show next time. I think I will go for Ghost in the Shell. Let's cool. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I will go with Steinsgate. Ooh, 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 this could be good. This could be good. Yeah. I don't know how bare naked ladies matches for Steins game. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be perfect. I mean, you never know. I'll make it work. I'll make a. I'll, I'll make, make a, a, a leap. Yeah, yeah Steins game and, and Ghost in the Shell work pretty well together, and then you got bare naked ladies. We'll, we'll figure that out somewhere. Yeah, we'll make it work. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I guess I, yeah, we'll see. I, so I could put ancient <laughs> fiction in there instead, and that could probably mesh in better. But I don't know. I like. I want to talk about bare naked ladies. So. That's fair, uh, Paul. That that is close to what the title is going to be. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, 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 close to what the title is going to be. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. I definitely if I want to put the steins at the front or the gate at the end. <laughs> Now we got to the end of the show. Let's bring the mood up by, with some death. 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 Oh my God. Death. <laughs> Which is weird because, like, uh, I can do full screen on that. That's 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 neat. Yeah. Who, who doesn't like a. Uh, doesn't like a. Uh, well, like, I think you guys like. Took the audio out. That's the goof. That's the goof. Okay. All right. Look, look, look it's got the scimitar. Freaking Gatlin on this arm. What the hook? This is a fucking goof. That's a goof. That's a goof. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a goof in all its glory, all its epic glory. It's sitting there menacingly. Um, yeah. Menacingly. Just menacingly. Just there being a beast. Actually, here. Like, uh, hold on. 
That's true. That's fair. That's fair. I agree. They would be called a goof troop. But they always stick together, too. And copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> it's a few seconds of audio and video. We're fine. On all platforms. Well, we didn't get the audio on our side, so. Yeah, it's a few seconds. It's fine. You know, the bank said it's a, you know, it's it's that, you know, it's like I said, it's a good fight. It's a good fight when you get to it, especially when you watch them fighting with each other, right? You know, the idea of the they're squaring off with each other. So, so the guy on the left, that's the gun. I'm getting just trance by this goof. Just get just, just, just getting bodied. Boom. Boom. Arms down. It's superior, superior. It's like, I have a superior machine just getting beat up just by the by the veteran. <laughs> See? His camera's picked up on that um on the uh on the scimitar being tossed because it's that movement, you know. It's like so the cameras looked that way, and he went the other way. Leaped up in the air, got him. Got him. See, this is what I talk about with the. Just waiting for death. That's like I said. It's that. Like I said, the visuals of Gundam is just you know. So, like I said, pick some Gundam up. Look good for you. So, it's actually the. I think Reinhold's like the, probably I want to say Reinhold's the happiest thing, the piece of media that produced it or not. You know, at least I brought Gundam up and at least my murder porn's not the saddest thing here, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. So um so we got what we're gonna talk about next week. Hopefully you guys will get your do your homework and uh, watch the Mace Mobile Suit team. Um that's to be it's a faster go through than the other two, trust me. And, uh, and do your homework and watch the the awesome Ghost in the Shell movie that was made. Scarlett Johansson. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. You can watch. Bad just, you can watch one scene. There's only one good scene in that whole movie. There's just one where Aramaki, you know, gets up. You know, they think they're going to kill Aramaki. That's the only good scene. <laughs> Other than that, nah. Because Aramaki's a badass, and you barely can see him do anything in most of the anime, but the, the manga he does stuff. So you know, you actually get to see him do something. You know, it's impressive. It, it, it's impressive. And um, the Chabana Rhino in it too is pretty neat. It's because they got one out. And no, no, no. It's also like a scholarship. It's true though. It's too. true though. So, um, it's not a medium to sell models. Well, some I mean, some it, series it are. Some series are like. Uh, uh, Bill drivers. That was that one's built to sell plastic. <laughs> but but it is though. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, Cowboy Bebop was made to sell models too, but it's still good. He's just not wrong though. So yeah, yeah. Hey, and introduced uh, a generation of kids to jazz music. Okay, all right. Yeah. I mean that is true. All right, man. So it's a uh, man. I wish somebody, wish somebody on this nine picked that for theirs. That's my honorable mention. <laughs> I was too young when I first saw it to understand the, the the social commentary of it. I was like, cool, Spike's kicking people. <laughs> There's a lot of like cartoons and anime I recommend go back and rewatch when you watch it as a kid to see this, some of that. Yeah. 
Uh, unlike the Chris Spangle show, this show has high tea and high energy. So sorry, Spangle. we can go all day if we need to. All right, all right, okay, all right. Besides, we're probably going to do a twenty-four hour stream where uh, Reinhold reads you uh, Terry Pratchett novels. So. I can do this. Like, which character do I want to follow this time? The, oh, uh, just go which stream? We get people in to come in to play characters. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> just watch me yeah. try to do the voices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's more fun this way. Right. Yeah, speaking of voices, I did find like a class online to help DMs help with voices out. It's really expensive. I kind of want to do it, but uh, <laughs> out. So, you know, all my characters, my DM voices are just varying degrees of deepness, or and uh, and I can have my uh, lady characters actually kind of sound like a just just a deep lady instead of just deep me. <laughs> 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 there was a movie version of Hogwatch that was done. For uh, Terry Pratchett, and there's a character in there called. He calls himself Tia Time, mm-hmm. but it's spelled Tea Time. So people keep calling him Tea Time, and he's like, "No, it's Tia Time," and it's just the funniest thing the way he <laughs> talks. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Unfortunately, there's not really been a good movie based off of any of his work, and it was actually a TV show recently called The Watch, that was mm-hmm. created. It was based off the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very loosely, and the fact that there might be a couple people with the same names in <laughs> in the show, but and that's about that, it. nothing is anything resembling it. Um, the closest one I've seen to doing a good job is um, uh, going postal. That's the it's the closest I've seen to somebody really kind of nailing the 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 way of the world so, in the comedy. But it's still not great, but it's still better than. Some of the other stuff that's been out there. <laughs> Somebody knows how to do it. It's just it's hard to translate into to a movie type thing. Is it? Mm-hmm. We can't hear anything here. What? We be oh yeah. There's no audio coming to us. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I mean, that's, that's one way not to get that's one way not to get copyright strike. I know. Just remove the uh, of the audio from it. Yeah. Oh no! I, that's, I mean, that's pixel, like pixel crush the whole image. Yeah. <laughs> Just to tell you the character's name, right? That's Death, of course. And the person he's yeah. talking to is called Susan. That's his granddaughter. Hmm. <laughs> and that's a whole story on how he has a granddaughter. <laughs> so he's got a granddaughter. Okay, All right. yeah. that's cool. T woo, T woo, T woo, T woo. All right, all right. Well. Like I said, uh, this is getting almost up to two hours of, of us uh, doing this, and, I, and if I don't stop this, Reinhold will get this going all night and all day. I can, I can, I can get more stuff here. I got a whole but, list of quotes I can but, go through. But, but, but I have uh, Grandma just going to watch Gunther this weekend, so I can have some alone time with the missus. So I actually, have a work thing I have to do soon too. I'm ditching you nerds to go hang out with her. So. That's fair. Um, I'm probably going to go get some Korean. Uh, I I asked uh, Vincent if you guys could come get some, but uh, she was like, "No." Nope. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I totally get it. It's just it's it's a rare opportunity here. It's fine. Yeah, it's like, and especially not that scalchy guy. I was like, "Dang, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how to cook anything." I know he just burns stuff. Anyway, so thank you for everybody who's watching this. You could have been watching anything else in the world or listening to anything else in the world, but you decided to listen to us, and that I 
thank you thank you very much uh so come and listen to another low key wall while we reach we'll be getting ready for our next episode we bring more media stuff like that we'll also do some more gaming things here in the future and just more and maybe we'll just do a st- another stream of conscious episode in and i am going to probably also like as we work on things trying to get more of the walkthrough together so we do some uh jackbox party games here on the uh, eo stream yard to get everyone around because that's one of my goals to Make people have fun. You know, it's not all stuck up, people. You know who you are, the network, who's just stuck up, up their own self, don't know how to fun. Talk about we you. We'll have Howdy. fun. Talk about you, Howdy. At the point of return. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Howdy. Mandatory right. fun. Mandatory. Yeah, mandatory fun. Thanks. Fun oh. is mandatory. Oh, man. It's the title of a Weird Al Yankovic album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to end this, end this show before getting did to that for, for uh did that for um Christy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bye everybody. Have a good one. Have a good afternoon, night, weekend, morning drive. Adios. <laughs>